Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 125 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee roasts beans for you and then ships them to your door. So if you like coffee, this is the best way I have found to get it. They're located right here in Iowa, but they will ship across the U.S. So hit them up. Go to www.couchtowncoffee.com. Find a coffee you like and make an order. And when you make an order, let them know Audible Farm sent you. Use the code word Audible Farm and they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. So check them out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. They also have a Facebook page if you want to check them out on Facebook. But their website's where you make the order. So check it out, couchtowncoffee.com. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I'm sitting down with my old pal, Mason. That's right. It's your old pal, Mason, as well. Mason is uh, known as a radio personality in the northern Iowa area. Uh, He plays a lot of local rock. Uh, When I say local rock, I mean across the state and sometimes beyond. He's got his own radio show on 92 Rock out of Fort Dodge. And uh, it's one of my favorite shows I listen to as far as local rock shows. It's called the Regional Rock Hour. If you guys are uh, in a band and you make music and you think your music rocks, hit up Mason. He might want to play your tunes. I know he's always looking for music to play and people to talk to, kind of like me, except he's got a whole radio show based around it. So it's really cool. He's doing the interview thing as well as playing local music, kind of promoting shows and things like that around the Fort Dodge area. And that's, you know, kind of where I grew up. So he's he's been one of those people that's kind of been on, on the radio the last few years, and I've known about him, and he's been there, and I've just kind of kind of styled what I was doing a little bit after what he was doing, and and it's uh, we've been buddies ever since. I've been on his show, and he's been on my show, and I love having him on here. He's so much fun to talk to, and it's uh, fun to get him on a podcast where there's no FCC regulations necessarily, and he can just kind of cut loose. So uh, hats off to Mason for joining me on this episode. It you know it takes time to out of everybody's day to sit down and, and be on an episode. So hats off to Mason. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is episode number 125 with Mason. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> um, anyways, today I'm sitting down with Mason. Mason on air. That's 92 Rock. Mason, you are the regional rock hour guy. Um, you know, I've I've been hunting down ever since I've put out the new Three Finger Betty EP. I say I. It's we. Uh, the band, Three Finger Betty, put out their new self-titled EP. I've been hunting down radio stations, trying to find you know, places that are playing local rock and stuff like that. And, uh, you were like the first place I found, uh, you're, you're right in my back door. You play music from across the state and beyond. You've been doing it for four years now, almost. Yeah, almost. Almost. There we go. The radio. Yeah. Usually <laughs> Mason's usually on the radio, so he's got a nice boom arm to hold the mic in his face, but, uh, I'm making him do it renegade style with me today. So I could flip over there to my little setup and just prop it on. <laughs> yeah, you could, you know, if you want to drag it over. But I, I feel the same way though. Like I've got, I've got stuff to hold it here, but uh, we don't have a table, so it's whatever, I guess. But Mason, you, uh, you still doing the regional rock hour thing? I, I listen to you every Friday. Uh, what times do you do your show? Usually, it's five and. Eleven. Five o'clock, and then it's a replay at eleven. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I. 
sometimes I don't put all the breaks in at the 11 o'clock and I just do like a couple extra songs, but mm -hmm. just kind of a, a way so that it's more than once a week and one hour a week. Cause it started as an hour show and, um, being called the regional rock hour, I would have to change it to be more than one hour. Yeah. So <laughs> the regional rock two hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we talked about it in a couple other episodes. You've been on here a couple different times. Um, you know, we actually, leading up to this, I don't know, maybe I'll leave it in the intro cut, but I, I'd, I'd forgot we did a remote episode, you know, it was some probably somewhere in the 80s, eight, episode 80-something maybe. And that's been, you know, a little over half a year ago. So, like, what have you been up to since then? Because I know that radio has changed over the the last year yeah well the last we spoke my hours had been cut um because i was always at a i was always at a part-time status like even though you know like I, I was putting in over 30 hours a week for the most part um and then covid hits and at first it was you know all right we got to cut you down to about 20 hours you know mm -hmm. so um on top of 92 rock, I was doing three other stations, like, you know, just voice tracking, which is, you know, kind of the recording ahead of time. Yep. Yep. Um, so you're not in the studio, but you are, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they took away two of those stations and I was just doing, um, my mornings on 105.9 the beach, which is like oldies. Yep. And then 92 rock in the afternoons. Um, and then they cut me down to 10 and they're like, well, we know that 92 Rock, you put a lot more time into. Um, so I got cut down to just Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And uh, actually for a minute there, they were saying, all right, we just want you to do the sneakers session. Mm -hmm. Because that was something I had set up with sneakers and it was a, you know, paid bit and everything. Yeah. That was Wednesdays? Yep. Yeah. And they're like, and then we want you to do the regional rock hour, mm -hmm. you know, and then that was it for a few weeks. And then they're like, okay, well, how about you just do Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Mm -hmm. And so I was doing that, uh, actually up until last week. Um, and by this point, like, I mean, going back into the studios, basically the whole wear, wear the mask when I'm out and about in the building. Once you're, you know, in the studio, you got a mic cover and everything, and yeah. we're wiping down beforehand and after and everything with, you know, disinfectant and whatnot. So that wasn't really an issue uh, being in the studio, but the whole 10-hour-a-week thing was kind of irking on me. Um, like, I had to get a part-time job since I talked to you. Like, uh, I was delivering pizzas four nights a week, you know, um, doing what I had to do. And then, uh, actually just this Monday, I started full time at Alpha Media. So cool. Yeah. So like I got, I got a promotion raise. Dude, congrats. Full, full time status. Yeah. Thank you. Well deserved. Cause like, not only do you do stuff for the regional rock hour, like you said, um, I mean, I obviously bypass the fact that you do stuff for other stations that are kind of within the same umbrella for Alpha Media. Um, but you also do remotes. I mean, you were at a chili cook-off uh, a year or so ago. I remember that, you know, and I mean, that was all uh, COVID's just squashed all your remotes. So you can't do remotes anymore, but yeah. And that, that's, I mean, that's a huge part of the income as well, especially, you know, like when I was only working 
30 hours even, you know, it's, uh, at a, and at a part-time wage, like, uh, those remotes kind of help make up for, you know, what I wasn't getting in hours. And I mean, there's always hours that I'm putting in that I'm not, you know, like, well, I'm not at work, so I'm not getting paid for it, but I mean, you know, out doing stuff and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, and prepping for shows, but, uh, yeah, losing those was, was kind of a hit. Um, I mean, at the same time though, like losing out on the money wasn't quite as bad because I wasn't spending as much because, you know, most everything is closed. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I would go out to the bar once or twice a week, I wasn't doing that. So I was, you know, saving money and then getting the part-time job, like with tips and everything, like. I mean, a lot of that was able to just be kind of stashed back. and mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it creates this weird situation where, like, I mean, I've, I've seen you at shows. I mean, I've, I think I've seen you at one show since all of COVID, and you stood, like, a ways away from everybody, wore the mask, and did the distance thing. And I I mean, I don't blame you for it, because there was there was one occasion I remember where nobody's standing up front, as happens with most local shows. So you go stand up front to enjoy it, and then, like, three or four people go up front, and you're just like, I'm going back to the back, and just went and stood <laughs> the back again. And I remember just watching you at that show, just be like, I don't blame him one bit, you know? Like, there's, there's sweaty people running around and stuff. Like, one of these dudes bumps into you, the, you know, it's not that that guy's got COVID, but it's also, like, at the same time, gross, you know, like, yeah, well, and I mean, shit, I've been to so many shows where, you know, I'm right in the middle of that anyway, you know, and well before COVID, you know, like I was, I'm one of those guys that I go to a big show and I'm, you know, most of the time I'm like, well, front, yep. you know, yeah, like you pit your way up to the front, work your way up to the front, hang out for a little bit, go to the mosh pit again for a little while either go back or you go back up front, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so the whole like personal space thing, uh, didn't really bother me before and it doesn't a whole lot now, but I think when it's like a, a smaller crowd like that and the show was, uh, you're talking about the warehouse, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, we're in a fucking warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? There's, uh, there's plenty of room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, wasn't you know i haven't i definitely haven't moshed since covid uh no not me either uh the weird thing is like now it's it's like i'm with you too because i i'm not like ew personal space and all that other stuff but it's also it's a pandemic and now it's to the point where it's weird to see people like trying to mosh at shows because it's just like dude we're not we're we're not doing that anymore you know yeah uh not right now anyway i mean shit i was getting to the age i'm too old to do it anyway you know uh just kind of i mean body body's breaking down the last good one i had which i mean i've probably over talked about it on air doing the 92 rock thing is uh slipknot at the iowa state fair yeah yeah that was you know i saw pictures and videos of that and i couldn't believe how freaking packed that place was oh it was wild like they broke records for attendance in the grandstands. Um, there was people that, see, they were selling passes for general admission, like in the pit down below. Mm-hmm. And there was people that were photocopying tickets, and they're like, hey, they're, you know, like, once you, you know, like, like all this is is the pass to get down there. So, you know, like, you get in with your regular ticket, you have this <laughs> pass, and you can get your, you know... And so we're like, wow, this is going to be 
incredibly nuts. But then it was like every other show where, no, like once you scan it, you can't scan it again. So whoever decided to put that out there uh, got screwed to whoever the first guy to show up with it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that being a thing like, uh, I don't know, like, what's up, Blue? Anybody watching the video, you get the bonus of, of Blue being here. Yep. Um, but yeah, I remember that being a thing like with uh, some of the first online redeemable like access codes and things like that. People would just be like, just use my access code. It's yeah. like, okay. And then they're like, well, my access code doesn't work now. It's like, that's because that's I used it, you know? And then, But, you know, that that place was, I mean, I, I'm sure it was all like done justifiably and stuff, but it was so packed. It was just like, how's a fire marshal not just like come in here and be like well it's a little too full here today you know what what you think i, but. I don't know it could have been because it was outdoors uh that and like they really spread it out because there was areas where they don't normally have people mm-hmm. that they had people like um the you know there's people oh i got this standing room only ticket uh you could still see the band though because i mean they were back where like the beer and stuff was yeah you know so i saw them a couple times <laughs> going <laughs> over there uh the whole, you know, concert thing, if if you ever drink at a concert, at least when I do, it's normally, all right, I better go get two, and then my wife doesn't drink, so she can carry two for me for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, I mean, just so that you save on trips, yep. you know, yeah, like. And I've, I've, I mean, I don't drink anymore. I've done that for friends, too, before, so it's, it's, it's legitimate. I've, I've been there. I love that. If anybody's watching this video, you are getting super bonus material right hey, now. Hey, blow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I, d- I mean, I Down probably mouth. doesn't need to be said, but I should say uh, I feel bad about the loss of your, your other dog. Uh, so condolences oh. for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, no, we uh, we were lucky enough to have 12-plus years with him. Um, we, got, we got this one a couple years ago when, uh, you know, I mean, he was getting to be an older guy and we're like, well, you know, he, he probably wants some company, and he kept him young the last couple of years for sure. Uh, now it's about like, you know, okay, what do we do? We go get another one so that you know, Blue, the younger pup, isn't you know, crazy by himself all the time. He used to having someone around, and yeah. But so uh, let's switch it back to the music talk here. So uh, awesome. <laughs> regional rock hour. Uh, I've seen you doing some interviews, maybe not necessarily tied directly to the Regional Rock Hour, but you've been doing interviews online, streaming them on Facebook, streaming them on wherever you guys are streaming them, etc. And it's cool to see like videos of you chatting with other people, which I mean, I do the same thing, but mine's on Patreon, so people got to, you know, pay for the full video, but yours are just out there and it's like really I feel like it adds this extra dynamic that wasn't there beforehand to these interviews and I, it's really cool to to see you chatting with people. Um, I'm sure that's something that's come along just for the sake of everybody's doing it kind of deal. It's the necessity kind of deal, but yeah, how's uh, it been transitioning? Oh, it's, it's fine. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's easier to talk to somebody, you know, like, uh, than over the phone, even through video, you know, like having, having that representation, you actually being able to see them, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, is easier than say, yeah, if you're on the phone, like, I mean, they could, they could be in there, they could be fucking balls naked. You yeah. Know? You I never mean, know. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, I mean, this at least like, you know, they have a shirt on cause yeah, <laughs> usually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it all came about, um, we use a site called Streamyard, which is most comparable to say zoom, 
Um, there's no time limit on it. Uh, the company pays a certain amount of money and then they get it to where they don't like StreamYard's free. Um, but you have to have their, like their logos imprinted on it mm-hmm. unless you pay for it. And then if you do pay for it, you can put your own stuff on there. Oh, cool. So like, that's how we got like the 92 rock logo and whatnot on there. Yeah. And, looks really sharp, man. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been awesome. Like, uh, having a company like that, um, really helps out with resources like that, that, oh yeah, you know, like, I mean, I'm not going to want to pay that on my own. Oh know? God, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I feel that way about, like, software to edit stuff or just almost any software in general, just for that matter. Um, you know, one of the things I like to think about is is the different way everyone goes about kind of doing the same thing. You know, video interviews are a thing, and, like, I'm just – I, for the most part, just use a phone and just edit it all with a free software afterwards and call it good, you know. But I've I've done the Skype thing where then you got to, like, mush video streams together, and it's not as easy to do it all post-editing as it could be to just have it all loaded and recording automatically you know and some people say switch to zoom but i've found issues with zoom too and i mean i mean there's nothing works that good um i know some people swear by obs which is a software that does the whole entire streaming thing and you can even send keys to stream to youtube and and facebook and everything like live so that's how a lot of people are doing their live streams so i mean there's more than you know, one way to eat the Reese's that is streaming stuff. And it's, if you've run into any real issues, I mean, like you said, you've got, you've got a kind of a, a company over top of you, which is, uh, you know, 92 rock or alpha media kind of helping you out with the, the purchasing or the licensing of software. But how hard was it to set the software up? I mean, was it, was it like a lot of days of testing or was it kind of just plug and go? No, actually, since I was like, I mean, my hours were kind of dwindled there. Everybody else got to figure it out. Um, and then I, I came in and they're like, well, here's what you do. And it's really easy. There's no, uh, there's no software to download. It's all on a site. Um, yeah, uh, you record it, and it's another one of those. You can send it straight uh, to your Facebook or, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, what was the name of that software again? I'm just going to look it up for fun. Uh, uh, StreamYard. StreamYard. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if anybody's looking for something to, you know. Yeah, and just a site, like, you don't have to download anything. Um, it's free if you use their logo on it and everything, too, so. Yeah, and I'm sure you could do Kind of one of those buy-in options, you yeah. know, like. At least, if nothing else, to make it all super easy, I'm sure you could do, like, post-editing and, and overlay your own logos if you really wanted to, but. Yeah, you know. yeah, and honestly, I haven't done a whole lot of editing on it because, you know, the, the interviews are running live anyway, for mm-hmm. the most part. Uh, the only real issue I've come across was... I had my computer working too hard once. Um, I should have closed out some extra tabs and whatnot, and the whole thing crashed on me. Oh, no. So I'm in the middle of this stream yard, um, and so it's still going, you know, on, still going on the Facebook, but it's, you know, like just black, basically, yep. you know. And I was talking to, I was talking to Mike Schoen. Uh, 22 salute he's out in california now mm-hmm. um, originally from the manson area so we've followed them quite a bit on the show he's always been really good about you know like he wants to uh be represented in his hometown and yeah you know once i had the show going like uh yeah i don't remember how we got in contact but 
since then he's one of those really like anytime he puts anything new out i'm like one of the first people he you know releases it to and yeah so like we've debuted quite a bit of their stuff but anyway it goes out you know and he's so he's got a bunch of his california people watching and stuff too that's neat yeah and uh i've got this dead computer and it's like all right well uh i was on air so it was all right well okay cut to break Mm -hmm. um Okay, technical difficulties. Hopefully, we'll be back with Mike. You know, cut, cut to break, and I just turn the computer on. And it's like, all right, loading one percent. You know, like, <laughs> and so it <clears throat> took a minute to reboot, and I, I, I texted him, and I'm like, hey man, um, my computer's coming back up. We should be fine here in a couple minutes. And a few minutes later, it came up, and like he was still there and everything. Um, and we just went right back into it, but I mean that was that was the only major issue was a computer crash, which yeah. you know. Yeah, I've I've run into that too, where it's like when I'm recording some stuff at my house, it's just like I got to screen record this screen, and then I got to audio record here, and then I got a video record there, and then I got to make sure I've got oh. Facebook open so I can scroll through their links. And well, I mean, and that's that's one of the worst things is just having the equipment, or you know, like. Uh, for me, it's been like foresight before too. Um, I've got like a smaller, uh, it's a, it's a zoom brand. Um, I don't know what kind of recorder you have there though, but it's like, a basically just, you know, a little handheld yeah, one. Yeah. One of those little, yeah. And I'm yeah. F, I've got a, a Tascam here for yeah. anybody watching. And the, yeah. Like kind of a, kind don't... of a lower end model. Um, like the, the mic's not. Mike's not that big and stuff, but it works really well. Yeah. Uh, if you have enough room on the card, because <laughs> I'm doing one of these sneaker sessions and I got, uh, I got Dan in there, Dan, the man, um, the owner and, you know, talk to him, do this, you know, three, four, five in a bit. And, and then I look at it and, oh no, card was full. That didn't record. So what do you say we do that again? He's like, yeah, well, I think I remember everything I just said. <laughs> like, but he he was really cool about it, and actually, I mean, like sometimes when you do a second take like that, it it goes a little smoother because you know, like you've already kind of figured out kind of what, what you want to say. Yeah, yeah, you stay on task a little more. Yeah, a lot uh, less. Uh, yeah, uh, weirdo yeah. sidebar talks. Yeah, I've I've done the same thing too. I've run out of batteries. I've had the card go full. I've I've ran out of battery on my phone to record video. I mean, I've every single thing you can imagine has happened has happened. As you just got to kind of roll with the punches too. I mean, I'm I'm not getting paid to do this, so I'm just kind of like whatever. But okay. um, at the same time, I'm trying my best to make it like kind of you know nice at the same time. But yeah, well, I mean, even like. I mean, for the most part, I I am getting paid to do it, and I mean, shit just happens. It, yeah, it, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, what what can you do when you're on the clock and it's just like computer crash? And it's like, what do you need to do your job? The computer, and it's like, well, give me just a second, we'll fix this, you know, and you just go with it. And I mean, I'm sure you see a lot more crazy stuff. You spend a lot more live time behind a mic, and that's another thing that is the huge difference between what you do and I do is you spend live time behind a mic. I can post edit anything I want on this. Uh, uh, start. I mean, now, now I am like being full time at Alpha. Um, I, I I'm still not on 105.9 The Beach, and I'm not on any of the other FMs. Mm-hmm. They actually put me. I'm the morning guy on 
AM 540. Nice. KWMT. Cool. True country. (laughs) So um, not my first style of music, um, but I've got enough respect for it. And, you know, I know enough about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, And that's that's straight four hours live in the morning. Yeah. Doing that. Um, So early mornings and. And then 92, you know, I'm live at least two hours there. So it's cool, man. Yeah. It's, I, it's wild. Like it's kind of, it really doesn't happen a whole lot in radio anymore that somebody is live that much. So yeah. 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 I mean, that's true. Cause it's, like you said beforehand, you, I mean, I was going to ask you that actually, like when COVID happened, did you, it seemed like radio went almost completely automated in the two in the two thousands. Why? Just pretty much because they could, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, it's the bigger it's, the bigger stations bought the smaller stations. It's it's about money. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can pay a guy half of what you would to have him sit in the studio, and their logic is that they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when you are not live, it's not the same. It really isn't. No, honestly, because. If I'm pre-recording stuff, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'll do a few different cuts of it. Mm-hmm. Because if I slip up on a word, you know, it's like, fuck, <laughs> stop it, Yeah, you know, start over, okay, you know, like, um, but yeah, going live, it's, you have to be on your game, and so, I mean, you have to have just about the points you want to make, you have to have in your head before you open the mic, as opposed to, like, recording, like, I'll almost develop the points as I'm going, and sometimes it'll be like, up, oh, scratch that, okay, add that there, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's times when I'm live where it's just shoot, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and people can probably tell, like, you know, like it's it's all just kind of coming off the top of my head. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's the huge difference I noticed between a lot of radio personalities and people like myself who are just, I'm not trained to do any of it, um, like you are, you went to school for it, so you're not just trained tech in the technological stuff, but I'm sure you were trained how to vocally act on a mic, you know, too. And, a little. And you can... Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly uh, they a lot of it is just, okay, you know, here's what so-and-so does, figure it out, you know, like, I mean you get kind of examples of other people and then you're kind of taught, you know, like you have to develop your own, you have to develop your own style and personality. And you also have to like adhere to your boss's rules, True. you know? Yep. And, and FCC rules. Yeah. Oh yeah. That too. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of words and there's a lot of words that I think I could say that I don't, yeah. You know, it's, it's um, still like, you know, you don't want to poke the bear. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, like, yeah, I'll, uh, one example would be earlier this week, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, she was selling candles that smelled like her vagina. Oh yeah. I yeah. heard about that. Like one of them exploded, you know, like, how am I not going to talk about that? <laughs> so I'm, I'm going and I'm, I'm talking like, I'm like, well, I'm like, I, I came across this, uh, but it's on a work computer. So. I'm not sure exactly what all the words are, but apparently Gwyneth Paltrow's Virginia candle. <laughs> she must have a house in Virginia. Why Why would it smell like, and you know, like, and then it kind of, oh, you know, <laughs> like playing the whole dumb thing, you know, like yep. playing dumb, but like, so people are going to, 
Oh, it's probably vagina. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. People yeah. are driving to work just like it's it's vagina. Yeah, starts yelling at the radio. Which no, I've had to. I've actually had to say vagina on the air before. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun experience too. Uh, the you know the Four Dodge Fine Arts Society. Yep. Um, Shelley there. Yes. Uh, a couple years ago, coming through town, they did like I think it was at like Hawkeye Community Theater or something. They were doing the vagina monologues. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, I was filling in for the K97, the top 40 country guy. I thought you, you were going to say you in filled it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I have stories to tell. No. <laughs> uh, it's 2020. No judgment. No. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure that would go over well. No kidding. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, but Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. She's in there and... Uh, like her and the uh, sales rep, um, who she isn't there anymore. I was I was friends with her, you know, a little bit outside of work and whatnot too. But they kept talking, "Haha, you're gonna you're gonna break because we're gonna make you say vagina." Like, <laughs> you know, they're telling me they're like, "Oh, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna laugh," and, and I'm like, "No, no, I'm not. Like, I'm I'm really not worried about it." You know, I'm like, "You guys can say it. I don't have to say it." Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know. Um, and any, we get through all of it, and and I ended up saying once or twice, you know, vagina monologues. Mm-hmm. We get through all of it and uh, go over the, okay, you know, tonight, 7 o'clock again? Okay. You know, I'll be honest, um, I, I probably won't go check this one out, <laughs> but my wife might. I believe she has a vagina. <laughs> and they both started busting up laughing. And, and I'm like, yeah, who broke? Who broke? Yeah, I got them good. Oh, man. Uh, in the defense of vagina monologues, though, that was, like, huge for a while. And, and you know, it justifiably so. It was, like, one of those really cool, like, panel-style, almost comedian-ish, but you tell stories and it's a ladies' night out kind of deal for people that don't know what it is. Yeah, but. no, I, I had no idea, and I still didn't because <laughs> I was concentrating so hard on not laughing at the word vagina. <laughs> I didn't hear a damn word they said. No, <laughs> no I mean, I... I distracted i don't know why my my brain went somewhere else (laughs) i started thinking about boobs (laughs) (laughs) uh but you know that's probably another thing though too is like you're so conditioned to be on the radio and i mean it's not like you're a potty mouth even in regular society at all but you like you have to like kind of make sure everything is justifiable to say on the radio and it's 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 okay for a mass audience and and you can't swear and you can't i mean you still do have the ability to have fun and you do like when i listen to you sometimes you like you said you kind of crack those jokes like that but it's uh i'm sure like sometimes you're just like man am i toe in the line here like no not really i mean uh this this week especially just the past few days i've i've learned a lot more about live radio um because of doing kwmt mm-hmm. uh which i mean for the most part they tell you you know you're talking to a lot older audience and you're not talking to just local people mm-hmm. because that has like a six or seven state reach oh like, wow yeah, so I mean, it's it's a lot of like farm and ag stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we're playing the classic country, like, so they want somebody that can talk about the music for the most part and keep the time so that people are still getting their farm reports. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's a six fifteen farm report, you got to have that shit going at six fifteen. You know, yeah. Like, 
there it's a very time stricken thing so there's a whole lot of structure there and then you know I, i'll take a couple hour break come home check out you know make sure my pup's doing all right and whatnot uh maybe hit the gym and then uh I'll go do 92 rock and it's so much more laid back and it's like the total opposite, um, not just music wise, but even like reach wise, you know, we stream everywhere, Mm -hmm. but our streaming numbers aren't spectacular. And, uh, like, like Fridays five, they're bumped up, you know, like we get more of a wider audience there. Me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm usually on the road out of town. So that's where I listen. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, but you know, when we're, uh, like just regular part of the day, I mean, it's basically four Dodge that I'm focusing on mm-hmm. and like, there's no real time constraints. I just got to make sure that the commercials play, you know, people are getting their, people are getting their props, getting what they paid for, yeah. you know, which, yeah. and that's, that's kind of one of the things that holds me back. Like, I wouldn't say it holds me back, but it keeps me on task a little more is knowing that there's people that are are paying know, yeah like and okay so maybe if i do good we'll get more people to pay money um then on the same end like shit if more people are paying that's less time for music more for commercials <laughs> like yeah well i mean you could always end up with the the other end of it like same amount of commercials more people listening and just the ad space costs a little bit more now you know or something you know and that'd be nice i uh that's that's a little above my pay grade yeah i tell you i, <laughs> yeah. I understand you're not in charge of that stuff but i mean you got the right idea though when it comes down to you know the mindset on that i for some reason it didn't even cross my mind until you said it uh being on am radio i mean it goes am goes forever yeah i mean on a on a cloudy day you can pull an am from like tennessee and iowa you know so oh, yeah yeah so I didn't, well, I didn't even think about that yeah we're actually uh i believe we're the biggest we're the biggest am reach in iowa so wow yeah um as far as like the listening numbers like on the radio can you tell how many people are listening on the ra- on terrestrial radio or is there any way for you to even get a number on that at all uh, i know there used to be um because it was like reporting ratings you know kind of like you know tv as nielsen or whatever yep. and it might actually be a division of nielsen i'm not sure mm-hmm. uh but they don't do that anymore and i'm pretty sure that was axed out before alpha media um because we've been conglomerated as seven stations now. Alpha's the third company. Um, Three Eagles. Yeah, I remember was that. Was the one that. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Three Eagles was the one that uh, got all seven under one roof, and then bought out by a company called Digity, and they kind of told us from the get go, like, "Well, we're just acquiring stations for this sale to Alpha." And so when I got hired, it was actually Digity Media shortly after um, Three Eagles. And then it was like a year and a half, two years later that we got Alpha actually, like it finally came through. Like uh, Alpha has put a lot more money into us than the other two did. Mm -hmm. Um, They were more like they would rather, (laughs) they would rather sell equipment that we might not use than even try to you know like like better like i uh, if you put money into something you know like it'll make you more money yeah like if you start cutting talent and you start cutting you start cutting equipment and you know like 
resources, it's a lot harder to sell and you're not going to sell as much. But Yeah, I mean, gosh, and that comes down to that weird, I don't know, it's not really greasy, but it's that business mentality of like, I bought this thing, it's expensive, and what I can do is is sell off some of it and recoup some of my, my cost for buying it and then still run the thing. And yeah. Hopefully, still make the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. No, I've I've seen it totally different with this company. Um, you know, I mean, like, there's still a corporation, so there's still things that happen that I'm like, yeah, you know, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, uh, for the most part, you know, I mean, shit, I'm really happy with them now. You know, they <laughs> yeah, like they they bumped me up to full time, and um. This was actually like the second time I was offered full time, but the first time was a couple of years ago, and it was for just news and sports. Ooh, yeah, this might have been like three or four years ago, because I I just started uh, the first of this year marked five years on air. Cool. So yeah, like so I mean five years part time, you know, five about five and a half till I you know got full-time but uh yeah no a few years ago they wanted me for news and i like because i'd fill in Mm -hmm. you know and there was kind of a few complaints about the current person they had doing the news like you know it was a voice thing you Uh, know like yeah the tone was not exactly what a lot of listeners liked you know at least there were some very vocal listeners that said um so i filled in a few times and even like a couple of the bosses were like well we want you to do that all the time you know she was trying to get out of it anyway Mm -hmm. like you know like this job's open you know like blah 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 and and i told them like up and down i'm like but I don't want to do news like yeah (laughs) you know like I'm like 92 is my place you know like since I got there uh the talk was switching the station over like that was that was my whole thing like on the forefront I was like we let's switch this fucker over you know like used to be the blaze let's switch the eagle to something brand new and yeah so yeah, developing I, that was fucking fun as hell too, but it took a lot longer than we wanted it to. But yeah, because it, it finally happened. Because it was Blaze ninety two on the Blaze. I actually have a ninety two on the Blaze T shirt still. Oh somewhere. yeah, it was. Well, it was when I was a kid. It was cool ninety two. Yep. Which I mean, like honestly, they they could have just kept doing that if they would have had a rock station on another. You know, like mm-hmm. if another station would have been rock, it wouldn't have been like oh ninety two. You know. Mm-hmm. 92 is just where the rock ended up. Yep. And that was like having that, which was technically a classic hits, having that being able to transition that into just the rock was easier than, you know, we would have had with any of the other ones doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was cool 92. Like they had KUEL mm-hmm. where the call letters and everything, like you have those call letters like why would you ever fucking drop those true you know like i mean they they had a money maker but it was almost like a at the time it seemed like a mix 94.5 light yeah they were they were kind of competing like they were i mean but they were competing businesses anyway at the time at the time yeah yeah i i internshiped uh when they were still separate i internshiped back in 2002 for mix 94.5 and i mean you had like i listened to mix um and 
88 won the point, the college station. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, that was that was it. That was all we had. Like, we didn't have just rock. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, like, the closest thing you could get, you could get to that would be, like, classic rock, I guess you would call it. Or it would even be older than that because it would have been, you know, the Eagle. would have, Or 105.9 well, would have been the Beach or the Eagle at the time. Or, yeah. Or one or the other. Yeah, and the Eagle was a name that was from Three Eagles Communications, I'm pretty sure uh because yeah it was it was 1059 the eagle at one time and then like they just they just started doing some switching they're like well just put that music over on 92 yeah and we'll just change the we'll just change the numbers you know and yeah. that was exactly what they did and i and that was weird for a while because it was like i usually list tuned to 1059 to listen to this music and now i gotta tune to 921 even though it's it's this it they just like took the the whole program the name and everything and just put it on a new dial and it was like it was just weird that it happened you know and, yeah yeah and that was i mean i didn't really follow it a whole lot then um because i i didn't start paying attention to radio again until like i was like okay you know what i think i like i was looking for a career change and i already had like a um some schooling done for broadcasting and i'm like Oh, this is it. All right. So I'll start paying attention again. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it was kind of wild how they switched that. Uh, but, I mean, it all worked out now because now they're all separate branded and the Eagle's gone, you know. Yeah. Um, which I, like, the whole Three Eagles, like, the whole Three Eagles thing, like, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's over. Yeah. You know? Not having the eagle, not having the three eagles, like I don't even know if they're still a company. Um, we we've had a few people that you know stuck, like a few of the, quite a few of the local people have stayed around, but then even some of like the, the higher ups, mm -hmm. you know, have gone through with the company. But from what I'm told, like they got rid of a lot of the problematic, you know, or the. Yeah, mm -hmm. the problem people so. yeah that's that's gotta be such a weird thing too because like having a radio station nowadays is not just as simple as like well me and eight other people sit in this building and talk for 24 hours a day and there's a giant antenna outside and one guy owns it or whatever and it's now it's like a conglomerate of companies pooled together money to buy this thing and you kind of just you're almost just like along for the ride if, to an extent you know oh yeah yeah um I mean, it is kind of cool having the, the corporate umbrella because, like, say we got commercials and, I mean, there's so many of us working here, you know, in town. But, like, a lot of times, if if you ever listen to the commercials on radio, like, you'll hear a lot of the same voices. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of one thing I always touted since I've been there, too, is, like, is there any way we can get other voices and we can switch, like, I mean, we could almost, like, trade out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I'll record commercials for you. You record commercials for me. Oh, and yeah. enough, enough bitching eventually, like, we got this email chain going. So now it's, you know, there's, uh, like, Illinois, there's a couple, uh, Nebraska, um, even, shit, even, like, one California, one Arizona. That's, um, that's super smart. Because, I mean, like, you turn on the TV, imagine just having, like, 
me being like the new Hyundai Sonata, yeah. you know, like after and buy Planters Peanuts, and it's just like every single thing. It's just like check out this new movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like it would be kind of weird to have the same voices being the only voices you ever heard on a commercial. Yeah. So now you have this like super deep, uh, I like stacked group of people like helping you out, and you're trading off with them and stuff like that. So you actually get this cool variability that. Yeah, you know, might not normally be there. Because what's your other option? Just pulling random people in off the street and being like, "Hey, read this commercial for me," you know? Which I mean, like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people probably think, "Oh, yeah, you're reading off a paper. I can do that," and blah blah blah. And it's like, all right, well, can you make it sound like you're not reading off a fucking paper? It's, because it's actually ludicrously hard. Like, I mean, it. I've I've done it enough. I've had enough practice that I'm a lot better at it. You know, but I mean, it's still like. I mean, I don't normally just pick up the piece of paper and then go straight through it. You know, it's normally at least read through it once. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I that was always kind of my strong suit is I'm able to read ahead a couple words before I'm actually saying it. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I don't stumble a whole lot when I'm reading. And like, and that was kind of one of the things with news too. Like, a you know, one take, I'd usually just bang it out, especially if I'm the one writing it. Yeah, yep. you know, like it's a lot fucking easier, but oh, totally. Yeah, um, I was, and yeah, even since I started radio, that was that was my strong suit. I got compliments on, hey, you don't say um and uh and fuck up your words a lot, man. I, I like you on the radio. <laughs> it's it's true though. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, you do have good speech patterns. If you listen to my podcast, I mean, even on this one, there's a few times where I started out asking you questions. Where it was like, okay, so, well, I mean, you, well, the, okay, let's start at the beginning. The thing is, okay, so when you're on the radio, and like, I start out my questions with about six different starting points, and then I just cut them oh, off. In, and- interviews are interviews are way fucking different. Um, a lot of times, I'm doing an interview, and it's I'm I get in my I get in my own head. You know, like I, I wanna, I wanna ask a good question because I want them, you know, to like open up and say something interesting. But at the same time, like you never really know exactly what, like I never really know exactly what to ask, you know. And True. so I'll, it's- I'll try to, yeah, I'll try to kind of ask one or two or three questions at the same time like, <laughs> and then like you just answer what you want <laughs> kind of one of those deals dude i'm totally like <laughs> i just did it here but if if i'm gonna ask a question i'm like okay so imagine you're going okay so like in my situation it would be like this and like what would you do in the because i would do this and you're already like half answering the question for him or like you know like you said asking like two or three things all at once and then you kind of like somehow try and circle it all back but as an interviewer i find it difficult like there's stuff i want to ask and there's stuff that i know other people would kind of want to hear me ask you know to an extent and then sometimes stuff comes up where it's like i want to ask this really really wild question but i also don't want it to be too deep where the person's like i'm not answering that or like they just give you a canned response where it's like it was good you know (laughs) because sometimes if you try and peel the onion too much it's like oh peeled too far on this one oh yeah yeah, it's there is a fine line, and once you sound stupid and like you know somebody thinks you sound stupid, you're gonna get a different kind of response out of them anyway. Yeah, which, I mean to be honest, I'm not the strongest interviewer. That's why I'd I'd rather be on this side of it. Than, you know, I mean that's why. Yeah, this is a this is a nice break. I put in a full day, but yeah, no, I'm 
like this is this is cool (laughs) (laughs) that's the one reason i like this is i I don't have to necessarily call myself an interviewer but i I do sit down and talk with people about what they like to do and and i don't have anybody looming over my head no fcc no real deadlines i guess i could put it out late if i wanted to (laughs) you can get away with doing that as much as you No, I've, i've actually i think i've been throwing extra ones in there just because i can't usually do it yeah so. yeah it's, just get them in there while you can and then you know have you ever slipped up on the radio and said anything or like have you ever been like maybe not on the radio or like have you been working at a station where somebody did say something where it's just like oops oh yeah and i've had a couple guests before oh that yeah slipped i guess um, that would be weird because they're not used to it you know yeah yeah uh a lot of i mean most everybody's been good this has only been like a small handful of times uh like one guy said shit you know like and it was just pass right over it and that's that's the first thing they teach you like is if it happens like you don't draw any attention to it you change the subject or you know like you just move past it like it didn't happen yep you know and so i think yeah uh uh clint Riedel. yeah uh, yeah (laughs) he 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 was back in a corner, so I don't even I don't know how well the mic picked it up, but he said he said fuck. Uh, I didn't get in trouble for it um, because probably you know anyone listening like we just went right over it and yeah it didn't get talked about. I think ever but like we had a we had a fuckload of people in the studio at the time. Actually, it was. Believe it was the night before Patty's Pub's very last night. Oh yeah. So we had the Ramblers in there, and uh, the Ramblers played like the night before, and then we had MGC. Well, at MGCC and Brutal Republic in there, and then Clint came by, and uh, Gina. That was the only time she's actually been in there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, doing the radio thing, and like I've, like you know, she was a sponsor of the regional rock hour she was like a big reason that the regional rock hour got on the air yeah was because like you know i i had the idea for the show and taking it to my bosses looks a whole lot better when somebody well i already sold it yeah somebody's got money down on the table behind it it's kind of nice yeah you know and so that's how i was able to on a classic hits station that's how i was able to put the local modern rock you know Uh so and that's really that was that was the main selling point when it came to 92 rock was, well, look at the response of the regional rock hour. That's modern rock music. Yeah. And well, yep. Good point that. And they realized like, okay, we got an oldies, a classic hits and whatever the fuck sunny 99.7. is. <laughs> you know, uh, you're at work radio station. Yeah. So most of that's older too. And yep. it's, it's like the lighter stuff of what like 90, 90, 92.1, the Eagle was. Mm-hmm. Um, which that really, people started bitching about that once I got my hand in the music department mm-hmm. and started adding shit in. I'm like, well, you know, uh, the Ramones were the seventies, so we should probably add the Ramones, uh, Motorhead. Yeah. You know, Motorhead's over 30 years old now. We got to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just started adding the shit and like kind of set the tone for it. Like train the audience almost yeah yeah i mean that's probably one of the coolest things though is the fact that you have a a local based show that plays music from around the area and beyond and it's not i mean 
I don't think there's any bands on there that are getting huge record contracts or anything like that. So it's all just people pretty much DIYing this music and, and you're taking it, um, you know, you can, people can solicit music to you if they want, you know, send it into, uh, 200 North 10th street. <laughs> uh, josh.mason at alpha media USA is the best way to contact me. Um, it's my work email. I mean, I check that, you know, quite a few times a day, especially when I'm there. I mean, I keep it up most all the time. Um, shit, you know, regional rock hour, 92 rock page too. like send a message facebook there uh regional rock our instagram yeah i mean any number of ways just find a way to get a hold of mason because like we mentioned earlier you like um 22 salute you do stuff with them talk to them about stuff they got coming out yeah Um, and if you've got an album coming out maybe mason wants to talk to you yeah i mean yeah for i mean yeah um especially if it's rock i mean i play shit that's not rock sometimes but just because it's local and people have been like hey well you know would you play this you mm-hmm. know i'm like all right yeah slide and it in a lot of it's more like the the country flair yep. you know like jay clyde band or scott kirkhart yep. you know like those guys get played on the show and i wouldn't necessarily call them rock no, you know? no, but um, I mean, they have the local end of it, you know, yeah. the regional end of it is yeah. definitely tied down. So, yeah, um, I mean, one of the coolest things about, you know, we had the Three Finger Betty album, we recorded it and then it's like, well, we're, you're getting ready to put this out on vinyl. We're going to release it. We have all the artwork. Everything's pretty much done. COVID happens. What do we do? And we didn't know what to do. So we sent it out to radio stations and yours, yours was the first station that played any of the Betty stuff. Um, you know, albeit we had to edit a couple of tunes to get it on, get them on there. But well, we had, we had one of your older ones. Caught the dragon. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for like two or three years, that was the yeah. only thing you had. And, and so, I mean, like every few months I'd play it, and uh, there's a lot of bands, and uh, your band was one of them. I would say like, all right, you know, you've probably heard this a few times on here. Maybe they should make some more music, put some more music yep, out. Yep, yep. Almost like a, come on, yep, like, yep. you know, like get on it. Yeah, and I mean, like they had a demo before I got there, and the demo was 11 songs, but only one was radio safe. And I mean, like, I could have sent you non-radio safe songs. You could have edited them. I could have edited them. We could have put something else on there. But it was all, you know, it still came from the f- that first demo. And then we recorded a new EP, and it was, uh, like, a year of that. And then all of a sudden, the person who was recording it and um, the band kind of fell out on what they were doing. We just, like, decided we we're just going to quit. We just separated ways, and that was the end of it. So then we got to go back and re-record everything, and then we got to go get new artwork for everything and try and like redo the whole entire thing because we kind of just kiboshed our initial attempt to record stuff, and it it sucks, but it's just the way it goes, you know. But then we want to get it mastered, and you want to do all this stuff the right way, and I mean, we could have done it in a basement, and it would have worked out okay, and it, it would have been passable. But you know, we wanted to do it the right way. You want to get it, you know, not that nobody, not that we don't know how to do it, but. But it took forever to finally get it out there, and then all of a sudden it was just like COVID, and then, well, we can't put it out at a show. There's no show releases. And then not only that, but when when they, in Des Moines, lifted the ban on shows in, like, June of last year, we played a show and still got shut down because it was a noise ordinance complaint, which is like, how, 
Where, where was that at? At Hole, Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern. Oh, which, shit. Which, yeah, that's a that's a, like a neighborhood. It's in a neighborhood area, and they probably got pretty used to not having noise for about four months, you know, and then we showed up and played music again, and they were like, no. Fucking assholes, so, man. But we've been back since, and no shutdown. So I think the neighborhood and everybody got everything worked back out, you know, and it's not like Boggs is doing tons of shows. Nobody's doing tons of shows anymore. You know, it's... Yeah, Boggs, I, I kind of wish there was more of a standing room for that place because they got a fucking really nice stage. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, uh, I've, shit, I think I've only been there once. Um, but yeah, I saw like uh, uh, Fault Mine was there, you know, they're another Des Moines band mm-hmm. and... Uh, Moonlighting was there as well. They're a band out of uh, Tumwa, I believe, or cool. somewhere around there. Yeah, um, they actually had a track that was featured on a NASCAR video game a couple of years ago. Sweet, yeah, sweet, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was an awesome venue. Uh, Lefty's live music down there is a pretty good one for oh, yeah. like, you know, that level of band. Yeah, like, um, yeah, another another just great stage and you know yeah they got room. lights and sound guy and the whole nine yards and i mean since vaudeville muse closed i mean that's, yeah, <laughs> that's that that place was pretty that place was pretty sweet too yeah it was pretty sweet um i think a lot of it is just the memories of the experiences of being there like um <laughs> somebody posted a picture of like the opening scene from saw uh where like the guys laying face down in the bathroom that grungy bathroom like dead (laughs) and they were just like this makes me miss punk shows and and i just like thought like man that looks so much like the vaudeville muse bathroom oh yeah um yeah it it had that uh it had that old oh goodies stench by the bathroom there (laughs) i don't i don't know if you ever went to goodies and four dots back yeah before they uh got taken over uh, they're actually a totally new place now. I got to go check them out. I heard uh, Jeremy Ober told me that uh, people running it now are oh, real yeah. cool. But was is that the place that turned into Kings? N- yeah. Well, uh, after Kings, it became uh, now it's like just a week or two ago, Four Seasons. That's right. Yeah. And so it's a brand new spot now. Um, for uh, a couple reasons, I we won't get into. I didn't go to Kings. That's um, all good. I was there once. It was, yeah, it's a neat place. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know. It's but, for for whoever wants to go there, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, now it's now that it's four seasons. I got I got no problem with it. But the people that had it, uh, fuck it, I'll just say it. Like the people that had it thought they were gonna fucking swoop in Patty's Pub's business. Ooh, yeah. So they buy they buy this building that Patty's was in. Oh, is that like sight unseen? And, you know, like, oh, all this work, you know, like, oh, we're going to make it this, you know, like, you know, and I think their whole fucking plan was, all right, well, they're doing good. So if we just take it over, you know, like, it'll, it'll like, we'll keep the same clientele and it might even do better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you, you kind of fucked over the current owner. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Which, you know, like, I mean, a lot of that could be too. I mean, she was renting it. Mm-hmm. So like the owners of the building like kind of sold it without offering her the option to even look at it which for what they got for it the people fucking overpaid because the building itself was a fucking shithole like, yeah it's not the uh, greatest no and i mean and but, they they ended up going fucking belly up on it and shit and it's like if you would have done a little fucking research and 
Yeah. Well, that sucks when somebody with like uh, not enough business sense comes in and ruins a good business thing for somebody else. But at least I well, at least somebody made out like a bandit on it. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah, a, the, we, the 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 pre- previous fucking, owner, you know? the fucking realtor. I don't know. You yeah, know? somebody made out. Yeah, the previous owner. I mean, you know, they. I think they just wanted done with it, and they were an older couple, and um, I don't know. My my gripe with them is that they didn't offer, you know. Yeah. To sell it to the people that were actually fucking there. Yeah, paying for it all yeah. those years. Yeah. You know, paying rent for it, not even paying paying a mortgage. Yeah. Paying the other people's mortgage pretty much. But God, I mean that's something that's weird about music is like you're starting to see some music places die off around the state. And I mean like even yeah, like vaudeville muses. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even then there's still like more music places opening up around the state too, because like I mean, five years ago, there were places to play in Fort Dodge, but now it seems like every night of the week, almost, there's somewhere that could possibly have a show in Fort Dodge, you know? Like, yeah. it's a little bit especially, slower with COVID, but... Well, especially if you're just uh, an acoustic performer, yes. you know? Yes, Which a lot of the reason that I have so many, like, just solo artists like that and acoustic people is because that's... Those are the people that are able to afford it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you go to see a band, you know, like... Like Three Finger Betty, if they're playing a show in Fort Dodge, chances are there's three or four other bands on the bill. Yeah. And it's like a, a put on thing, you know, like, um, you know, like that warehouse show. Uh, Jared Harp has done pretty good with Americature. Yep. And getting other bands on board to put his own shows on. Wait for it. Boom. Yeah, nice. I got the America shirt on right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I bought one of their hoodies. Um, the hoodies are cool. Yeah, they're fucking comfortable as shit. Dude. Yeah, oh, man, I like the style on them with the white, uh, white on black. It's like what white drawstrings maybe on it or something. They yeah. just look. They don't look like you know, like a Walmart hoodie or whatever. Oh, they, yeah. they look really cool. Oh, so. they're they're super plush and comfortable, and the uh, the printing on them. They got some, they got some buddies in Denver, I believe, that do their printing that did a really good job on them oh that's stellar yeah that's stellar um but yeah jared will set that up there or uh like rides i think it's been a while since they've done anything there but uh, Mm -hmm. oh yeah rides bar and grill like they've had a few there um i know upstairs at the eagles at the ballroom up top they've done a couple up there yeah i mean i've played up there with with three finger betty but but like you said it's the the acoustic acts the new country if you the less people you have to drag into a place the better if you're a musician without a drummer like you'd probably you know be well pressed to come up to the fort dodge area and try and and crack into it once a month or something because there's there's places to play oh yeah well and you can't you can't forget about sneakers eatery and pub downtown Fort Dodge. yes absolutely <laughs> yeah no another uh another another company that's been uh just really good to the station and and me and supporting like live music and and all that you know i mean shit COVID happened like if i hadn't had sneakers on board like i don't even know if they would have kept me around you know yeah, just yeah I mean, a lot of it could have been like, well, he's showing initiative going out, getting his own sponsor because nobody else around there was doing, you know, yeah. like it's still kind of this to this day. Like, I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot of other people going out themselves and getting it. True. I don't, I don't know all the inner workings, you know, and like Janie Morgan might be going out there and, you know, hmm. getting Subway's sandwiches or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, I mean, that's that's one of the things that's crazy is like you and I do something that is, is kind of similar, 
sort of like you know we, we both you interview people you have a radio show you've got this cool like regional music thing uh the regional rock hour on 92 uh so you're 92 rock I, I need one of those shirts by the way still if you have any but uh oh uh, no actually they're like, all gone <laughs> yeah the last time we did an online store so it was all just like ordering them uh fuck i got a couple for myself i got like one for my wife and um uh, I did a couple giveaways that, I mean, like they came out of my pocket just because they were regional rock hour sh- shirts, mm-hmm. you know? So like, that was kind of, you know, it's good to get my name out there on some, some advertisements to the guy that I don't, you know, I, I did one call in during the show and it's Friday at five. So you never really know if it's somebody that tuned in for that or if they're just listening mm-hmm. and like, oh shit, something free, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I did a Facebook post and then that one, you know, like you had to pretty much be a follower of the page to mm-hmm. even be in on it. And I remember seeing that one after, after it had already been given away and I was like, poop, missed yeah, out, <laughs> yeah. missed out on this one. Yeah, no, I, I, well, that's, that's one of the things with Facebook's algorithms is that, uh, if you just post a link from like an outside company and put your own thing on it, there's a lot of times you don't get that reach. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, yeah, it was a giveaway post and I only had like the one comment on it because mm-hmm. it only reached like 30 people. Yeah. It's, you know, it's tough. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's sometimes like, um, there's other times, you know, shit, we've done giveaways for bigger stuff where it's been like not putting the link on it. And, yep. you know, we've had hundreds of fucking responses. Yeah. So, that's, I found that's the way to do it is if you can like put a graphic up and then not even put the link up at all. Or maybe just put it in the comment section or make it so obvious that it's like, you'll be able to find this without a link kind of deal. Yeah. Or I don't send fucking Mark Zuckerberg, uh, an envelope of money. Yeah. (laughs) Even that doesn't work too well. (laughs) Oh, we've cleared an hour here and, uh, let's see. Yeah. Well, we cleared an hour. We definitely did it. Um, 92 rock, uh, regional rock hour Fridays, five o'clock. Also the replay is at 11 might be slightly different than the five o'clock one. So if you listen to the five o'clock one, check out the 11 o'clock show. It might be a, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get all the music. You just might not get all of the, all of the chatting. Yeah. And, uh, that means more music though. Maybe. Absolutely. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and there, I don't know. It's, there's times too. I'll drop a couple after six o'clock and say fuck it. Like if I don't get to everything. Yeah, yeah, true. So then the eleven o'clock might get cut off because I don't sit in there and fucking play it. That shit's automated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the late night one is automated. Yes. Like no, no, it's 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 live again. I just say the exact same thing over. <laughs> yes, yes. That's you reading off the prompter. No, like once again any bands that listen to this if you've contacted me and you're like hey, i got a new album coming out um uh, you're from the iowa area you play rock you know punk rock rock and roll hard rock heavy rock new rock alt rock anything that's fucking country rock man yeah bring Do that too I, I mean hit up yeah. mason you never know what's the worst he's gonna say say no like you know and i, I don't know if anybody that you've said no to but no if i don't like your music i will pull your pants down and cut your dick off yeah <laughs> there you have it ladies and gentlemen straight from the mouth of oh, don't do that bullshit <laughs> no. uh, should should probably throw in there again one more time uh morning man on true country 540 kwmt absolutely absolutely you know and that's just one of those things i said it before we kind of glossed over it and sidetracked like you got that great radio voice man smooth as butter i don't know how you did it but uh i mean even 
I always think like, oh, there's got to be something he's plugged into that's kind of smoothing everything out, making it sound good, but it still sounds just as good as my ear holes here with with no effects. Well, so. like, I think when I, well when I'm on the mic, yeah, like it, you know, definitely sounds better. But that's always been like one of those things, like speak clear and concise, and you know, not timid. Like it's all it's a lot of just confidence, which. I don't know what the fuck I have to be confident about. <laughs> Dude, you're one of my favorite people in the music scene, and you don't even play music. You're just one of the supporters, and that's one of the things that makes... Actually, you did have a band for a while. Yeah, you I'm, had, a, I'm have... a singer. Well, it's, it's the voice. You yeah. Know? It's the, I, am, I am a singer. The I, voice of God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, no, I'm a singer. Actually, I think that, that trophy right there next to you, which uh, probably looks like you can't quite get it on the video there. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, like, I think four or five years running, we were the showmanship at the chili cookout. Like we've actually won for the chili a few times too, but we always took home the first place for showmanship, just doing a, a, a basically a parody song like about chili, <laughs> you know, and it got to where they were expecting. It got to one year, there was a fucking blizzard and they came over. And nobody else even, like, few people had signed up beforehand to do the that part of it, you know. Because, I mean, shit, it comes with, like, a check, too, you know, and mm-hmm. chili ingredients, you know. I mean, you got to pay for that shit yourself. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, it was a blizzard. Everybody else just said, no, we're not doing it. So when they came over to hear our song, they brought the fucking trophy with them. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, all right, well, do we get the second and third place one, too? Because... We're the only one. <laughs> you, uh, you walk out like Owen Hart with slammies. <laughs> yeah, basically. We were open, so. Uh, oh, man. No, and then that year I was like, well, shit, let's just play last year's song. We can keep this one in the bag. And like, no, nope, fuck it. Each year we should probably come up with a new one. Yeah, so, oh, God, that's, that's gold money, yeah. dude. It's oh, gold money. That one was uh, Jolene. We just <laughs> changed it to be Chili. <laughs> dude i god damn it i like it's so simple and brilliant at the same time it just makes me smile so much like that comes back to you're one of my favorite people in the music scene man you just you have a good time doing all this stuff and you're all you just you're fun loving dude and i i dig it man i really dig it uh dude, oh, it's it's awesome to be here man if i uh if i didn't like what i did um you'd, you'd probably be able to tell uh, <laughs> because that's i mean like you know past past jobs and shit i've had like there was times i absolutely fucking loved it you know and mm-hmm. like when when i'm happy in a place like that i'm you know like easiest guy in the world to get along with but uh once something irks me i'm i'm kind of a fucking dick yeah so. yeah well i don't blame you in that in that sense though but dude you're doing great uh full time at the radio station now morning guy and you got the regional rock hour and afternoon gigs on 92.1 so dude congrats you deserve it you deserve all that stuff uh people hit up mason if you got music that you want him to play regional rock hour we're out of fort dodge i say we it's not me it's you regional rock hours out of fort dodge uh hit up mason he's the man check out three finger betty's new album <laughs> it's uh it's okay <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it mason give me one of these elbows here boom, boom. all right we'll check you later buddy later uh, that was uh that was a pretty fun episode the two of us just kind of sat down and winged it 
and uh, we didn't really have too many plans about where we were going to go, and we found great topics of conversation, and that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for great topics of conversation with great people, and I'm just looking to get everybody to know everybody in the area, and, and you know, even though Mason's on the radio and he seems like this mythical person that you just can't reach out to and talk to, boom, perfect example. He's a great guy. He's easy to talk to, and uh, we just hem-hawed for like an hour about, well... Not about nothing. I mean, Mason's got cool stuff going on. Uh, he's he's full time at the radio station now, and well deserved too. Congratulations, Mason. I really appreciate everything you do for the music scene and beyond. Everybody around the area really, really kind of likes Mason, and uh, for good reason too. It's not just because he's the radio DJ and we have to buddy up to him. He's actually a cool guy too. So, uh, I mentioned it in the podcast. I mentioned it in the intro. If you have uh, music, if you're in a band and you rock, and you guys maybe rock and roll or heavy metal, you know, punk, things like that. If you rock, hit up Mason. Uh, all, all the links are down below, and you should you should go check it out. It's a, it's a really fun thing. He's got that radio show. Lots of places uh, have radio shows, but uh, Mason's is one of my favorites. It's probably has something to do with the fact that I've been listening to it for so many years. And, uh, you know, it's really funny because, like, even, even when I joined Three Finger Betty and we, we tossed him a single, he even... He, you know, he's even comfortable enough with me to give me some guff about the fact that, like, we gave him a single and then it was just like, well, three years later, here's the next song. And it's like, it took a while, you know, and even on the podcast here, he gave me a little bit of guff about it. So, you know, that just comes back to he's a fun guy. I like hanging out with him. And uh, I think everybody else probably really does, too. So if you guys like this episode, hit him up. All of his links are down below. Give him a follow. Give him a like. Uh, like his show, the Regional Rock Hour. It's, it's a really cool show. I, uh, I'm not just saying that because he was on the podcast. I listen to it every week, and I, I even mentioned it in the episode. I listen from my phone, so there's a lot of people that are just like, 92.1 needs a better tower. I can't get it out in the country. And it's like, well, I listen on my phone. So um, I'm pretty sure you're near Wi-Fi, and you can just click the link right there on the Facebook page, and it takes you, for the most part, to the website, and you can just listen to it right there. So check out the Regional Rock Hour. It's every Friday, and Mason's a cool guy. And uh, while you're checking stuff out on the Internet, go to audiblefarm.com. Check out all the stuff on Audible Farm. There's links to all of our, well, all of the links we have there. Social media, uh, YouTube pages, and an online shop, and more. So check out audiblefarm.com for all that stuff. The online shop, actually, in the, in the last month or so, has been going pretty well. So uh, hats off to everybody that's bought something. I've sold out of a couple different items um, in the last month or so. So uh, check for availability on there. I will be getting some new merch soonish. I can't guarantee I'll be getting more hoodies. So if you want a hoodie, you might want to snag up a hoodie, because I can't guarantee you I'll get any more of those until uh, maybe next fall. Um, I might get more. I don't know. But uh, as of right now, there's no real plans. What I want is I want some new merch, and I'm sure everybody else does too. You're probably tired of t-shirts and hoodies, so uh, hit me up. What do you want? Do you want hats? Do you want, um, you know, knit hats? Do you want, how crazy do you want to get? Koozies? You want, you want Audible Farm shoes? Like, I don't know, what do you want? So hit me up. We'll try and make something happen, and uh, maybe we'll get some new merch up on the merch page. And something uh, in between the the weird, like, sticker and T-shirt area, you know? I don't know if you want an accessory. Like, what's everyone going to accessorize? We want Audible Farm earrings or something? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, hit, hit me up and tell me what you want for Audible Farm merch. Um, you can just drop us a comment wherever you're listening to this or go to Facebook page and drop us a comment or something and just let us know what kind of merch you want on, on the on the shop there. I've been debating migrating my shop, but I'm going to leave it where it's at for now. So check out the Audible Farm shop. You can go to shop.audiblefarm.com 
or you can go to audiblefarm.com and find a link right there to the shop. So check it out. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we've we've hit a couple weird milestones lately. Uh, let's see here. I think we, we cleared 200 YouTube subscribers. We dipped up above it and back down below it a couple times, but I think we're finally cleared on 200 YouTube subscribers. If you haven't subscribed yet, uh, consider subscribing. I've noticed that uh, only about 20% of the views come from subscribed people. So if you uh, haven't subscribed, uh, maybe consider doing so. Otherwise, we do have uh, Instagram and, and Twitter and everything else, so give us a follow or a like everywhere on there. We recently crossed a thousand, a thousand likes on Facebook. Yeah, that's what it is. A thousand likes on Facebook. So we recently crossed that one, too. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's really huge. So uh, hats off to everybody who's liked the page. Uh, I found word of mouth works the best, so if you like the podcast, let somebody know. Um, it's really crazy because people still still stop me and say hey i listen to your podcast every week and i'm like my brain just melts inside my head i'm like oh my gosh what do i say to these people but you know what, you know what i gotta say thank you thank you guys very much for listening every single week i uh it blows my mind how many people listen and i just gotta say thank you it, it uh, touches my hearts and i'm sure the people that are on here as the guests really appreciate it as well because that's what it's all about it's about the guests it's not really about me i mean i banter a little bit in the intros and outros i wonder how many people fast forward through the outros i mean there's a i can kind of tell based on some of the stat web you know on some of the websites but it's kind of funny anyways i'm rambling now so that we'll just end it here because this is why people fast forward through the outros so anyways audiblefarm.com check out all the links down below for mason check out his radio show uh go to the intro and listen to that audible farm uh couch town promo that was in there so there's a promo to save 20 percent on coffee that's in the intro so go check that out in the intro otherwise that's all i've got thanks mason thanks everybody for listening i'm out of here until next week peace